You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories in the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. At first, there were those who didn't think the deepness was a serious danger, at least not to them. However, they brought with it a blight that I've seen infect nearly every part of the land. Armies are useless before it. Great cities are laid low by its power. Crops fail, and the land dies. This is the thing I fight. This is the monster I must defeat. I fear that I have taken too long already. All, so much destruction has occurred that I fear for mankind's survival. Is this truly the end of the world, as many of the philosophers predict? All right, chapter 21. 2-1. So that epigraph, we get a bit of an insight. The deepness is no joke. It is bringing armies to their knees, and there's almost nothing they can do to stop it. It was an apocalyptic event. Yeah, so what the heck is the deepness? Um, but yeah. Chapter 21, we have Kelsier is reading the epigraphs, and we are seeing him read the epigraphs that we've already been exposed to up to this point. And, wow, so it is 100% at this point confirmed the epigraphs are the Lord Ruler's journal. The journal, mm-hmm. And Kelsier mentions that he always saw the Lord Ruler as this creature, yet the it's, Lord Ruler's a man. It He's sounds like a person. Yeah, yeah. And, and according to Kelsier... He sounded like a good man. Yeah, he sounded like a, you know someone who's fairly reasonable. That is that it would mean that what he became is tragic. It it is tragic, and he even mentions that based on what he's heard through says and stuff. Even the keepers have stories that the Lord Ruler was an incredible person and an incredible leader before his ascension. So, I wonder, you know, just thinking about it, I wonder if whatever this ascension, whatever this event he went through maybe it even changed him coming out the other end, right? Like, are we even looking at the same person that took on whatever occurred? Or is it true that you know, absolute power corrupts? All right, well, Kelsier is, arrives, you know, on the canal boat. It's been, I think, like two weeks is what they said, somewhere Something around like there. That. But uh, Kelsier arrives with Eden to get to the caves now to drop off weapons and see the troops. And, Kelsier makes a show of showing off. He purposely launches himself in the air. He shows all of his allomantic abilities to the best that he can because he's trying to inspire all the troops that he's bringing, the new recruits that he's bringing to the caves. He mentions that not, he knows that most of them have only heard of allomancy. They've never actually seen it performed. And so he puts on a show. And there's even a point where, you know, they undo the the entrance to the caves and everything. Um, Lord... They call him Lord Kelsier. Lord Kelsier uh, meets, I guess, the liaison, the person who's going to break, take him to the caves. And the person goes by the name Captain Demu. And Captain Demu uncovers um, the entrances to the caves and everything. And Kelsier immediately, it just clicks in his head. You know, this reminds me of the pits of Hassan. And we get to see a little bit of that trauma. And Kelsier makes a note and just says it out loud in his head. You know, I'm like, Let, show them your weakness. Show them that this is that bad, you know, show them that you're scared and then show them over, show them that you're going to overcome it no matter what. And so he purposely shows them, you know, he's nervous about going in, but he doesn't let it stop him and he doesn't. So going inside, he finds Ham 
who is in a uniform and he's yeah cam's not telling you know wasting any time and telling kelsey how much he hates being in this uniform and kelsey you know they do a little bit of a walk around the cave and stuff like that you know kelsey believes or hails ham's idea to outfit all of their officers in uniforms you know to kind of give the people more of appearance of an actual army to get more of a structure he talks to ham and says hey i want to see the entrances you know the other entrances to the cave they talk about how it would be an absolute nightmare fighting down here that you know i think what, what was what did ham say he he if he had the correct amount of supplies he believed he could hold this area indefinitely against the lord ruler's armies right and i think that even there may have been some history where he even tried and they didn't and he wasn't going to try again because it was just such a bloody event yeah yeah the lord ruler i think they said the lord ruler won't even come here even if he thinks you're there because there's been so many defeats there that he's not willing to put like i guess his pride or his reputation on the line in fighting here well they check out all the other entrances kelsier makes up a big show of talking the soldiers up to get their hopes and get their you know confidence up in this point he even tells them such things as like you know who can leave and then it's like what about me can i leave and they're like uh and he's like no i can't leave no one's above the rules like you have to listen to what ham says and you know if they don't have a seal from ham if they don't have everything from ham they can't leave i don't care who they are and he just, again, makes up this big show of, like, these are the finest soldiers I've seen. You know, no wonder the Lord Ruler is scared of us. You know, he's going to learn to fear us even more and so on and so on. He's hype-manning them. Yeah, he, he is hype-manning them, you know. The, you see, just like we mentioned before, you know, we can see the parasocial relationship here. We can see the simps forming. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's feeding into them, right? He's their hype-man. He's trying to make these these people who historically have no confidence, who are considered docile, He's trying to get them out of that um, self-fulfilling prophecy here and trying to get them moving. Okay, well, we also get that bit of a reveal that Kelsier kind of relives what happened and why Mare died. He talks about how when you would dive into the pits, finding an ATM geode would get you another week of living. And at the end of your week, if you had not found one, you'd be beaten to death. And so he said every single week he found one until the last weekend, he, the last week he was there. And that last week he failed to find one. And Mare had told him she had found two and gave him one. And so he turned it in. And at the end of the week, it was revealed that Mare had not found another one. And that was the reason she was beat to death was she gave Kelsier her geode. And Kelsier, even now in his head goes, even with her giving me that, you know, as terrible as it was, I didn't want to see her beat to death. I still couldn't tell whether she gave me that out of love or out of, out of guilt. And so we really get to see, even to the end, even with her being beaten to death, he, he, he doubted her. And you can see now how that could cause him to snap. How like that internal battle he was fighting between having absolute love for this woman and still trying to wrestle with the fact that, you know, did she in the end screw me over? So... There's a feast. Okay. Kelsier's here. The survivor's here. They're getting all the troops hype. There's a feast. All right. Kelsier realizes, though, that... Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped something that was very important to this. There is a feast. But before the feast, Kelsier tries to get his mind off of everything, and he asks Ham to give him one of his questions. And the question that Ham puts forward is not good. It's, do the nobleman and the Lord Ruler deserve... 
to rule over us? Is there an actual biological difference between the Ska and the Nobleman that make the Nobleman and the Lord Ruler better rulers, and are they bad people for challenging that? And Kelsier's like, there's no way you believe that. And Ham's like, he made some understandable points. Yeah, he's like the you know, like he's like the the noblemen you know are in many ways bigger you know maybe possibly smarter, um, and they definitely the big the big point he made was they definitely have alamancy, and the mm-hmm. ska don't. The only way you get alamancy as a ska is for you to uh, have some noble blood within five generations. Yeah, and Kelsier goes, "There's no way you believe that, right?" And Ham doesn't say no, but he doesn't say yes. He goes, I'm just pointing out facts here. And I don't think it's right, but that's where it's left. It's There wasn't, no, I don't believe that, you know. It's, I just don't think that's right. And Kelsier takes this, and he goes into the feast where there's supposed to be a celebration. And he goes, Ham, are there any people here that are trying to be problem causers you know other people here who are just causing problems and ham points through a couple of people until he gets to this big like buff guy who's apparently one of their best swordsmen who out loud hasn't said anything but ham's like he you know whispers and secrets he's causing some trouble and Kelsier speaks up and riots his emotions and gets him to have an outburst where he calls Kelsier out saying it's a suicide mission. This is all dumb. You know, we're all going to die no matter what, whatever it is. And so Kelsier offers him a way out. He says, we will let you go if you can beat a duel, if you can win a duel with one of my the champions that are going to stand up for the cause. And he pulls Captain Demu out, which. Well, Demu actually stands up. He yeah, stands yeah, up yeah, and yeah. he goes, yeah, I'm, I'll take Demu. And Ham's like. Dude, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Demu is smaller. He's not. He's not nearly the swordsman. He's not nearly the soldier that this other guy is. Like he's. There's no way he, that he's gonna beat him. And he's like, that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. And then when the fight starts, Kelsier uses Alamancy to ensure that Demu wins. Yeah, like he's like pushing him out of the way. He's pulling his sword in. He's like, he, and and it makes the fight like so obvious and to the point where Demu puts his hand up whenever a sword's the sword's coming at him and Kelsier uses it pushes it back mm-hmm. but he everyone sees him do it and they think that holy crap Demu has alamancy that's what everyone's thinking and uh Demu ends up winning the fight yeah but um before he could strike the killing blow he holds back he holds his sword back and Kelsier is trying to push to make him mm-hmm. make him strike him down and he keeps fighting him, and then he realizes the guy's the guy's done. Like he's he, I don't need to kill him. It's over. Everyone gets the point. yeah. The Demu's last strike with the sword with Kelsier's force was so great that when the guy went up to block it, it shattered his arm. So I mean, it, it showed like it made Demu look like he had super powers, essentially alamancy. Yeah, and that um, and that was the purpose. It's it's the purpose of the point where Ham looks at Kelsier and is pissed, and he just goes. You lied to my entire army, and this is what scares me because we've talked about this before. Kelser goes, "No, Ham, I lied to my army. I'm the boss." And that was the thing: is Kelser stands up, he goes, "Are you, you? Do you guys honestly think that I'm going to put you out there and and make you you make you leave you vulnerable? No, I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to, you know, you guys are going to be strong enough to fight." And um, 
Yeaton takes off. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this. Of course. I didn't realize you could give your powers away. He's like, oh, he's like, no wonder. He's like, if you if you're able to give everyone alamancy, then who who could stand against us? There's no way. And everyone's all psyched, you know, but Ham's like, oh, man, that was probably not a good move. But, yeah, and that's where we're left with the end of this episode. And so, I mean, <clears throat> all this chapter. So, yeah, this chapter. Um, so some big things I got brought that dropped on here was that there are, you know, at least understandably noticeable things different between Skull and Noblemen. That's yeah, they, like canon. Yeah. And they pointed out a couple of things like I'm going to point out really fast, you know, hey, if you've been listening, you've been enjoying this, please give us a follow, you know, give us a like. Give us a rating. Rate us. Give us a rate. Please. We're we're doing this and we're having a great time while we're doing it. But And thank you so much for the people who have followed us. Yeah. It's been great to see that. <laughs> All right. Back okay, to it. We're done with it. that. Okay. okay, okay. So, so the Ska are different from the noblemen. They, they are. And Ham pointed out like legitimate biological differences that at least, you know, we aren't confirmed, but he thinks are confirmed because he's like, dude, I've seen a skull woman give birth to like a dozen children and the nobleman barely have three. Like, and, and, and Kelsey is like, well, that's cultural. And then he's like, yeah, but noblemen are clearly taller than Skull. Or at least back in the day, you used to be able to tell Skull very distinctly because of how short they were. And he's like, well, that was because of nutrition. Um, and Kelsey always had a decent, a, a plausible explanation. Except but, for Alamancy. Except for Alamancy. Um, so, I mean... This is something Sanderson does pretty consistently. And so you can see this as you read more Cosmere novels. If someone points out something this overtly, it's usually a fact of the world. Like he's usually not someone who's going to be like, oh, could there possibly be some difference and have someone yeah. directly point it out and then someone like hand wave it? If the hand waving is usually a red herring. So there is something different between the nobleman and the ska. And Han's philosophical talks about like, oh, does that make them, you know, in place to rule? That's something that we might need to talk about like later, but that there is something there. Um, but the big thing here was Kelsier has put himself out there as this like big figure. Mm -hmm. He's like, he is stoking this a little bit, but it's working. Ska are looking at him differently. They see him as, you know, a very powerful, not just charismatic leader, but like a big name to be to be taken seriously. And um, this just made it even bigger. I mean, the fact that he made it seem like, oh, we might actually have a little bit of um, uh, the ability to pass on Alamancy is huge um, and is going to give him like obviously legendary status. The thing here is I can't help, though, but compare Kelsier to the epigraphs you've been seeing and go like, we saw this, and I want to say I pointed it out in one of our previous episodes. We saw that in the epigraphs there's a shift between imposter syndrome to, like, this guy's challenging my reign. And we what do we get here? Ham goes, dude, that wasn't okay. And Kelsier goes, I can do whatever I want with my army. Yeah, I mean, um, Kelsier is definitely like putting his foot down more, um, which I mean, and this was supposed to be Yeadon's army, right? This was a yeah. job for someone else. Yeah, and I mean, at least Yeadon's on board with Kelsier, you know, pretty pretty substantially. There, there's a lot more buy-in from people, but he he had to admit, and you 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 would think that this this is realistic. 
you know, the scholar are going to look at each other and go, holy crap, look at what we have to do. Look at what's being asked of us. The scholar superstitious people, as you pointed out several times in previous episodes. And so it was really, it was a pretty smart idea for him to come confront that head on. And he did that. He found, he actually looked in the crowd and was searching for, you know, this this guy. This big guy, this this Goliath. Right? And, and Hammond even said, like, look, this guy has caused trouble, but the most I've ever been able to pin on him is that they're scared. And he's like, and if I locked everyone up that was scared, then I would be locked up a majority of this army. Yeah. So I can't do anything to him. So Kelsier riots his emotions and gets him to come out and say what everyone's thinking, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also knew that he had some people who were locked on. He had some people who were bought in. And so he got to move to stand up. And then he basically went out and he did what he needed to do to get him going. Um, and he was able to show like, oh, Demu is known to not be like the best fighter. He's no, he's clearly smaller than this guy. The one thing he's been shown to do is have loyalty. Loyalty. Exactly. Have faith. Essentially. That's the big thing. He's, he had faith in Kelsier and he was willing to fight, fight and die for it. And then he showed like, this is a reward. Like, you know, you get this power as a result. And so, you know, we're seeing this new take here with this like superstitious gossipy group. People have never met Kelsier, know him by his scars, know him by his stuff. He re- leaves his sleeves rolled up because so they can see the scars on his arms. They're starting to recognize him. And that's the point. So this is, you know, a, just a, one part of the plan. And uh, it's all kind of like starting to come together as like, it's starting to make some sense. Like Yeadon's even like everyone's saying like, they're getting actually a decent army together and they have a really, really good strategy of hiding in the exact place where they can store a lot of people, keep them safe. And even if they were discovered, they'd be able to hold off on everything. So they're close by to important things. They're getting all set set up. And now Kelsier has like kind of squelched a lot of the naysayers by showing like, Hey, there's, you're going to have me, I'm going to be there and you're going to be able to take off. So his, reputation as not just being who he is but also now this newfound power that they think might might come to them is going to at least give them the chance to blindly charge into something yeah and i again i want to try to focus again on kelsey here because i want to say the last episode i made a point about this where i was getting nervous with this dude the thing about kelsey here is i think you're right if we took morality and just like emotion out of this he's making the correct decision here He's making good moves. He's getting his army hyped up. He's making, he's trying to remove a lot of their fear by basically giving them a supernatural presence to, to take a, you know, shelter in basically and to kind of ward off that, that, uh, that fear that they're having. He's removing potential problems within the own, his own army. He's inspiring more to push forward and to have more faith in it. It's a great move and everything. Like, again, I can't help but parallel him with the Lord Ruler in these epigraphs we're seeing. No, it's a good point. I mean, and to be fair, he was going to sacrifice that guy. The guy, this he, guy he was going to kill him. Damu did not kill him. Yeah, he was he was prepared to sacrifice him. And he told him, like, you're going to die. He's like, either my guy wins and you get to leave or you are sorry, either you win and you get to leave. Or if you lose, you're going to die. And he's like, well, I'm going to die anyway in the suicide mission. But. This guy was a big, was, you know, a charismatic, 
uh, you know, kind of a leader and a very good warrior. Ham Hammond said, like, I can't do anything to the guy and I kind of don't want to because he's a really good fight, a fighter. And he was going to sacrifice him to make a point. So, I mean, this is one of those more ends justifying the means kind of Kel side of the Kelsier of like, oh, yeah, I get to come in here and I can talk nice. But like he's willing to do some stuff. Yeah. And I want to talk again about Hammond as well before we end this episode, because. Man, he's just a good dude. Like when you listen to him at one point, he said, like, these are my men. I don't know, like, you know, what are we going to do, Kelsar, after we fulfill our thing, we take the ATM, what are we going to do with them? Because they can't take on the entire final empire, even if they claim they take Lufidel. And Kelsar's like, that's not our problem. And Ham's like, you know, I thought about that too. I agreed to this plan before I trained them. But now I don't want to just leave them out there to die. I don't want to just leave them out in the dust. Like, even if we succeed, I want to help them. And Kelsar's trying to get Ham to you know, calm down and basically say, like, we're going to give them a better chance than you think, Ham. Like, we're going to be doing everything we can to ensure that they're going to be successful in everything. But Ham, Ham's picking it up, too. Like, you know, giving them a better chance to succeed, you know. you Like, you just mean with Luthadel. You don't necessarily mean with what comes after. Yeah, and I mean, that is a decent point. Like, Kelsier, I mean, Kelsier makes a point, a good point of, like, look, we're going to give them the best chance that the Skull have had in, like, a thousand years. But Ham makes a good point of that's still not a very good chance. And these are still people. And he's he is keeping this idea of like, these are people that you're supposedly trying to help. These are, you know, these are people with families that they've left behind. A lot of them, you know, with, you know, groups that are, are that he that we should be caring for. And we're basically saying good luck once everything's said and done. Yeah. And seeing how good of a guy Ham is, I'm kind of excited because our next chapter, we're going to be able to go a little bit more in depth as to why other members of the crew do what they do. Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Autos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project, so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.